Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome to Women on the Line, a national feminist current affairs program produced by women and gender non-conforming people at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne, on Wurundjeri country of the Kulin Nations, and broadcast on the Community Radio Network. I'm Iris Lee. This National Science Week, we hear a discussion on the interplay between science and art. On the 7th of August, Yarra Libraries held a forum, adding the A to the STEM. STEM standing for Science, Technology, Engineering and Mathematics, and A standing for Art. The panel also explores how STEM fields have presented barriers for people at the margins because of systemic oppressions, with women and people of colour underrepresented in the area. We hear from Mei Lu, a science communicator, Erika Hedika, a designer and mechanical engineer, Maxime Banks, multidisciplinary creator of the Black American diaspora, and first we hear from the moderator, Stacey Gildenstone, an educator and rocket builder. The first thing I want to do is just ask a question of the audience, since we're hanging out in my living room, right? So how many people here would be willing to fly in a rocket to go to space? Raise your hands. How many people here want to go up? Okay. All right, keep your hands up, though, because we're going to ask the next part of the question. I'm, I'm definitely in, okay? How, how many people here would be willing to go in that rocket knowing that it was built by someone who had a PhD in materials science? Would you still, that's still cool with you? Yeah? What how, if, how long are we going for? We're just, we're going to, we're going to, let's just say <laughs> International Space Station. So you're going to go out. Okay. Okay, okay, that's okay. right. Yeah. I'm not going to Mars. Okay, so you're, you're cool with the material science, PhD, lots of experience material. Okay. How many people here are still going to get get on that rocket if they find out that he actually was the welder and had never welded it before? Never welded a thing. But he was a PhD, but had never welded before, and he was charged to weld the rocket. Would you still go? Not so much. Okay, that is our starting point. I'm going to, like, whether you like it or not, we're going to use the terms art, craft humanities those three terms collectively so you hear any of those terms every single part of stem is a craft and what i did to get women and kids involved with rocketry which is definitely a space where women are few and far in between was to explain that to build and launch your own amateur rocket you need to use sandpaper a hot glue gun and tie a knot, and you're even given instructions in a Lego-like format of how to do so. It's possible if you understand the language is the barrier. 
I can't do rocket. It's rocket science. You know, I can't do rocket science. Yeah, actually, it's a craft. And if you ask the man, they'll admit it. If you ask them, they'll say, yeah, actually, part of my wife's hot glue gun to build my rockets often. So every single part of STEM is either finding a creation by creatively seeing connections that hadn't existed. You found a species. You have to research it and make sure it's not been found before, whatever. Or you're actually doing the creating with, let's say, engineering. So we all know that STEM is science. Oh, hi, Nikki. Technology, engineering, and mathematics, and that they are all crafts. You have people that are more advanced than you that help you through that process of learning the craft of mathematics, learning the craft of rocket science. I don't care what it is, it is a craft. Maybe you're going to uni, maybe you're lying in bed, okay? So let's make that first assumption and knock down the gate that language is a barrier for all of you to be involved in STEM, okay? If you knew it was a craft, and I explained to you that you could actually build your own rocket and launch it by using sandpaper, tying knots, and hot glue, you'd go, yeah, I can do that, right? But people don't tell you that. And that's how the gatekeeping starts. That being said, the first question I have for the panel is, do you guys see our craft humanities we're just going to, whatever of those three words you hear, let's just assume that like, we're talking about language skills, music, dance, humanities, art, craft. It's all interrelated, and I don't want to get into the fine hairs of separating those. We're going to keep them together. Do you guys actually feel that there is an inherent part of you know either the discovery of creation or making a creation that there is no way to do one without the other, that they are... Both, both STEM and art literally cannot be separated. That there's no way to do that. And I'm going to pass that along. And I'm going to look at Erica because her eyebrows went up. <laughs> I'm looking at those things over there that you made, and I'm going, hmm. Yeah. So um, I, I can't take credit for the art that's on the wall. Um, I was a bit like May. I was an enabler. So one of the things that uh, I fund is a program called Maker in, Makers in Residence. Um, and it's because there's a whole bunch of artists out there that are incredibly capable and want to do more stuff with STEM and integrate more technology into their artwork, but they don't know how and there's no space for them. So that's what that is. The artwork that's up there is actually by a fabulous artist by the name of Belle Palmer. She won just about every single ANU art award that is out there um, with the collection of artwork that she did through the program, which was awesome. Um, but basically, for me, it's the artistic process for Belle obviously already had happened, and then we melded the STEM concepts with it. So what looks like a bunch of cool text to scribbles, uh, that's actually patterns of people's <coughs> movement through an exhibition as drawn by a robot based on ultrasonic sensors, computer vision, and a bunch of overhead cameras. <laughs> so really cool um, with a whole bunch of like Nikos and weird colored textures. Uh, it got worse than this, uh, and they ended up being on etching panels and acid etching uh, with robot drawings. And uh, the little robot that's on the table there, um, he actually followed you around the exhibition and drew your pathway through the exhibition on the floor behind you. Um, so it was, for me, um, I actually think it goes the other way. We're talking a lot about um, STEM being crafty and, and very artistic, but I actually think um, the arts community benefits massively from actually welcoming us science nerds in to show off our toys. So for me, it's it's kind of the opposite direction is just as valuable. Um, but obviously it starts with the art and then you add the science to it.
Women's on the line. <laughs> oh, that was women on the line. Women on the line. <laughs> <laughs> see some, um, you know, many connections and interrelations between um, art and STEM. And in fact, you know, when I first started my role at the museum, there was a big debate about whether my role should be the STEM programs coordinator or the STEAM programs coordinator. And I did hear um, that at a conference, some professors got into fisticuffs over whether it should be STEM or STEAM, and you know, in the end, it's alphabet soup. It's just you can just you can keep adding letters. You could be you know STEM with two M's with medicine, or it could be STEAM like you know with history thrown in at the museum. It's a bit, yeah, and in the end, it becomes alphabet soup. And what is it? It's learning. It's life. When you're actually doing a project, at what point are you like, oh, this is this is engineering? Oh, I'm actually I'm actually doing the science part right now. Oh, oh gosh, I'm doing maths. It's just it's just all learning, really. Um, for myself, I used to tinker around with uh, making jewelry, and I still make some jewelry. I've put up some examples on the table over there, but I feel like the skills that I've uh, learnt through jewelry making. Um, have really helped me with electronics projects and people are often surprised if I don't have a background in electronics how can I solder things finally how can I you know maneuver these components um, and it's because yeah I have um, some you know prior experience with jewelry making and I really find that helps me um, yeah I'm gonna ask you a question this uh, Maxine yeah yeah please um, I think it goes both ways, like um, like looking at Erica, looking at those robotic drawings and knowing that they were created following someone in an exhibition. I love that interplay, like in looking at nature and looking at the art that's found in nature, like with patterns and how that can be incorporated into art because science is all the way in nature, in a leaf, you know? So I would love to do workshops with children where you're uh, printmaking with the patterns in nature and um, looking at data and how using data incorporated into visual art looking at randomness and then you can find patterns in randomness and using data to create art. So it goes both ways for me, you know? Like for example, I told Erica I want to be involved in that. So what I would do, okay, so maybe if I do a dance, so I like all of the textures, so I can like be listening to some hip-hop or some music and be dancing, create that, and then go back into that. I could see something and then could create a portrait out of that. So then using your own body or using a group of people, you know, a community, you know, bringing people together to create something like that, and then the community go into it to create. Yeah, 
So for me, it's both ways, but it's also about, it's also about making connections between people, between other humans, you know, beyond just on a cell phone, you know, on a smartphone. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Say, I've got yeah. one quick point. Yeah, on please. Yeah. So, um, just coming from a purely business perspective mm -hmm. um, and the gatekeeping side, um, when you start getting in, and like you probably experienced this as well, mate, when you start talking about STEAM stuff, uh, people are like, oh, the arts are after the STEM funding. We've finally just got STEM funding, now the arts are coming for us. <laughs> um, or like when you're trying to do the alphabet soup and everyone's like, oh, well, who are we even trying to attract? The artist students or the science students or the math students? Mm. Um, so a lot of this is coming down to language as far as getting funding and getting approvals for stuff. Mm. Um, and the way I look at it is that if I get money for a STEM program, it's going to have art in it. And if I get money for an art program, it's going to have STEM in it. Mm -hmm. So a lot of this is actually language around marketing and branding that we need to be quite conscious of. It's not mm. necessarily just that there's someone saying, oh, no one's considering art and STEM. <laughs> everything that I do is kind of cool and weird and creative and fun. Mm. And because I don't have the academia behind me, I don't have that formalized training. Often the times I don't know the language or the words or whatever. So... I don't realize that I've breached the border of art and STEM, but then you get into running programs at, at different venues and I see a bunch of you nodding. This is all marketing, right? So. Across these stolen lands now called Australia, you have been listening to Women on the Line, highlighting a range of gender non-conforming and women voices, broadcast on the Community Radio Network. You are listening to Erica. You're listening to a discussion on the interplay between science and art. Now let's hear from Stacey. Look, I, these were me trying to piece together what I expected from these incredible women, okay? I'm not here to lead. I'm here to discover, like you are, to be clear. But I wanted to just briefly talk about something I learned that helped me understand some of these different two sides of the same coin, or it's how you market it. I saw a documentary about a woman at NASA who was the head of the Cassini mission, and she was leading around the camera person, talking like it was a friend, showing them different things in the building in NASA. And she said, you know, people don't understand that astrophysics and, you know, the study of the stars is a completely different field to rocket science. In astrophysics, we're looking at things so far away we can hardly see them generally. And we're using algorithms in different ways to actually gather data. And we want to find the undiscovered question. We're looking for questions. That's how we get funding, right? Is to find something that nobody's discovered and then say, we gotta find out why that's this way. What is that, that thing out there? Is that an Earth we can inhabit? What is it? Whereas with rocket science and engineering, you do not want to have any surprise questions while you are in the rocket ship that the guy with the material science PhD has welded, right? You do not want to find out while you're up there that the O-rings are not properly you know, design. You do not. And I was. I remember watching. Uh, Challenger. Yeah, the Challenger. Challenger. Everybody, all those kids, American. All the kids had their little TVs on those carts, those AV carts they used to have, and you know we're all excited, and it blew up. 
So what I'm saying to you is that even though STEM itself seems to be a thing, like a thing, you have to know math to know, technology to know, science to know, engineering, you have to do all of it really well. The reality is it's craft that you practice, particularly in mathematics, I would say, is that people get really put off by it because, oh, I'm not smart in it. But that, there was a woman, and I can't remember her name, who died fairly recently, fairly young, who was a genius in mathematics and said that it really wasn't her subject in high school like she struggled so it's a craft she just stuck with it long enough to be the genius that she was and that was what made her the genius was that she realized it wasn't just you know I'm a genius you know I just get it it was a hell of a lot of hard work so understand that even though that seems like STEM seems to be a thing of hard work where you have to practice and practice the reality is and I can tell you from women sitting here that's actually not the case it's just routine and allowing yourself the freedom to create and continue to fail rocket science is better when it fails not when there's a person in there <laughs> amateur rocket science when you're launching just a little rocket it's more interesting actually when you fail because then you discover what you did wrong or did the motor fail what happened there so it's not just this like chunk of things that all works the same so astrophysics is not rocket science. And in fact, the woman in the documentary flat out said, that's what people don't understand. We don't work with astrophysicists, not normally. We're actually working with engineers. Just making a point about that. The question I want to pose to you guys, which you've somewhat answered, but I want to get into details, particularly I know, you know with two women here who um, have founded their own makerspaces and also understanding that... <laughs> To a degree, I lump them together because I've wanted them to meet for years. Years of trying. <laughs> and it just never worked out because she's in Canberra and she's here and whatever. Um, and I've only met uh, Maxine fairly recently when she was at, uh, what is it, Poetic, Poetic Mamas, Poetic Mamas uh, presentation, ago. which I can highly recommend if you want to have a good cry. It was <laughs> unbelievable. And so, I met these ladies just a couple of hours literally ago. they're all just like they were these are people who I've wanted to get together okay so I'm gonna put it back to you where are the doorways where the fuck pardon my French are the doorways <laughs> why is why are there gates that we keep getting stuck on how do we get around them my first answer to that would be a makerspace but where else are these doorways? Why is it so hard for minorities of any type, marginalized people, to find their way into STEM? And it, you can read article after article, research, you know, oh, girls fall out around, you know, their tween years because of these reasons, and you can look it all up and nobody has an answer. So where are the gateways? Where are the gateways? And how do they work? Like, what keeps a creek a kid, or a woman, or you know, somebody who might be transgender, whatever, to continue knowing that eventually it's highly likely they're going to be in a space where they're going to be the only individual with that colored skin or that particular, you know, gender identity or whatever. How do we get people to the gates and through the gates? What do we need to do? And makerspaces is definitely one of them. But what, what do we need to do there? It's such a small, you run classes and there's how many girls, right? How do we make this a trend? How do we create a social learning model that extends beyond ourselves, that can be replicated and get that out to the world? Any thoughts on that? 
um, you know, aside from makerspaces, obviously libraries, museums, um, and so on, um, you know, open access to general public. I also wanted to raise the point of if you can't see it, then you can't be it. I mean, it's a little bit controversial, but I, I, I do, I do believe in that. I was very lucky because my my mother, um, she does a have a technical background, and um, she's a test engineer. And so I was, yeah, really fortunate to have her as a role model because it just never occurred to me that women weren't in those technical fields, they weren't in those roles, they weren't good at maths. But hang on a second, not everybody has that. What, where, what about the girls who are sitting at home and asking mum to help them do their homework and mum's like, oh, yeah, I was never good at maths. It really, it really kind of changed things for me when someone said to me, maths is about relationships. I was like, oh, wow, it's about relationships. That completely changes my mind. It's not just about numbers. It's about relationships. Like, oh, that's, you can be really creative with maths if it's, if it's about relationships. Mm. Um, but, you know, and that kind of puts it on me. It's like, you know, I'm, you know, a woman of colour, I guess, and um, a young female in the STEM or STEAM field. Um, <coughs> and I guess I am a... A roller. Oh, how did that happen? Um, and so, you know, what I do is I just, I just have a lot of fun, as much fun as I can in my role, and you know, do the whole Tom Sawyer thing. Hey, why don't you join me? This is really, really fun, and I'm having, I'm, I'm having a ball. It's really great. Come and come and find out what it's all about. And I guess that's my method. And if somebody sees me and sees that I'm having fun and gets a little bit curious about it, then I feel like my job is done. And I'll just keep going, keep on having fun. Women on the Line You are listening to May. Now let's close with a tribute to the late writer Toni Morrison by Maxime. This is just um, something that I wrote um, uh, in homage to um, Miss Toni Morrison. Beloved, I am world in you, the accelerating universe, black imagination. She gather me, she be with me now. Her light illuminating darkness, creating worlds, she exists with dark energy. A space filled with expanding words, she be with me now. Her echoes long light into the dark universe, a tiny deviation in the brightness of exploding stars. She gather me. I am world in you, beloved. Like failure, Chaos contains information that can lead to knowledge. Word work is sublime because it is generative. It makes meaning that secures the difference, our human difference the way in which we are like no other life. Hate, a metastatic cancer, 
very serious function of racism is distraction. The function of racism is distraction. It keeps you from doing your work, your reason for being. You are your own stories. We die. That may be the meaning of life, but we do language. And that may be the measure of our lives. I'll skip some. Beloved, I don't want to make somebody else. I want to make myself. Me and you, we got more yesterday than anybody. We need some kind of tomorrow. Toni Morrison was so intentional about cultivating ways for black women to reclaim our stories. Centered within love as a radical act, every day, a black joy. She posed the question, What does it mean to be beloved? That which was not beloved. With that, she changed our lives. She is a friend of my mind. She gather me. The pieces I am. She gather them and give them back to me in all the right order. Like failure, chaos contains information that can lead to knowledge, even wisdom, like art. Beloved, I am world in you. Thank you. You've heard from a panel adding the A to the STEM, featuring that moving tribute to Toni Morrison by multidisciplinary creator Maxime Banks. Also featured on the panel was May Lu, a science communicator, moderator Stacey Gildenston, an educator and rocket builder, and Erica Hidiker a designer and mechanical engineer. A special thanks to Ayan Sherwa for this audio recording. Women on the Line is a national feminist current affairs program. It's produced and presented by a range of women and gender non-conforming broadcasters from 3CR in Melbourne on Kulin Nation's land and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network with funding support from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The theme music for Women on the Line is Slideshow at Free University by La Tigra. Women on the Line programs can be downloaded at www.3cr.org.au forward slash women on the line. We'd love to hear your comments or thoughts about the program. So please send an email to womenontheline at gmail.com 
or give us a call at 3CR on 03 9419 You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. I'm Iris Lee. Tune in to Women on the Line next week on your community radio station. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.